Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, we're back with Vince Husek, just having a beer here. We made this beer, by the way. How's that beer, Charlie? Oh, this beer is fantastic. Let's talk about this beer. So you walked in today. I, I So I always, when I do a podcast, if you're 21 years or older, I will buy your drink. And no matter what, actually, if you're under 21, um, I'll still buy you a drink. It just won't be won't be alcoholic. So, But I always offer that I'll have provided drinks. So I stocked the fridge with beer, and I expected to uh, be serving Vince tonight. But Vince showed up, and let's talk about what you brought. Yeah, not to be outdone. I, uh, I purposely didn't respond to the email because I thought, no, Charlie. Uh, tonight, I come bearing gifts. <laughs> and so I, uh, in my spare time, I, what I didn't say earlier is that uh, when I was diagnosed with leukemia, uh, part of the treatment uh, puts you in a really bad state as far as your immunity and your blood counts. And so I missed uh, what I thought originally was going to be a semester of school and mm-hmm. turned out to be a full year of school and so I worked for two years uh, and then last school year the 16-17 school year I took the whole year off in treatment and sat around my house uh, trying to get better and cope with chemotherapy and losing my hair and all kinds of wild wacky health stuff and also couldn't be outside much uh, like in public outside because I was at a real risk Uh, And every once in a while, still am even currently, of uh, getting sick super easily. Mm -hmm. So in my spare time, I needed something to do. And I spent my time doing uh, two things mostly. I did a lot of research into uh, passive solar greenhouses (laughs) and... uh, and zero energy construction so that someday I can build a house that uh, sustains itself. And I also spent time uh, investing in uh, a hobby and a passion that I had had for a while, which was brewing beer. And so I got into that uh, and have brewed probably seven or eight batches of beer. I could go down and do the math, but somewhere around there. Uh, And this beer that we're drinking is a beer that I made uh, actually pretty early on in my brewing career, uh, which you know is only about a, a year or so old. Um, but it is a, it's a bourbon barrel porter. And so I made uh, a porter beer, which uh, basically for if you're not a beer person, just it's a very dark beer uh, that you make with uh, some roasted grain, basically. And you kind of make like uh, think of it kind of like a, a really kind of loose oatmeal and you uh, make tea basically with grain and extract a bunch of sugars from it. And so then you boil that up and you mix in some hops 
that uh, provide a little bit of uh, flavor to it. You boil that for a while, uh, and then you add some yeast and ferment. And that's basically the uh, quick and easy, super fast uh, route to making beer. Anyways, made this beer, uh, and it's a bourbon barrel porter, and traditionally what you would do is you would put the beer then after it's done fermenting, uh, which takes out a bunch of those sugars and makes alcohol, uh, and you would put it into bourbon barrels, so barrels that have been used uh, to hold bourbon uh, for a while uh, and are now empty, and you fill that up with beer. The beer kind of takes on some of the uh, caramel uh, flavors from the char of the wood and some of the uh, vanilla tannins that are in mm. uh, an oak piece mm. uh, and uh, melds some flavors and does some really cool things oh, flavor-wise. Now, a, a bourbon barrel typically is about 55 gallons. So your average home brewer is not getting anywhere. Not 55 gallons. Not anywhere close to that. Uh, that's that's too much beer for your average home brewer. Well, I don't know about too much beer. Well, Maybe too much beer to make in your basement. Too much beer. <laughs> too much beer to make on your kitchen stove, which is where I was making beer and and am making beer currently. Too much to make on your kitchen stove. Uh, so there's a there's a hack that you can use to get around. And there's companies that take those bourbon barrels and they cut them up into little cubes. And so then you can take those cubes of oak and you can uh, soak them in bourbon. And so I soaked a few ounces of these wood cubes from a bourbon barrel in a pint of Henry McKenna uh, 10-year-aged single-barrel bourbon, which is a delicious, uh, cheap bourbon that you can get uh, for the money. Uh, soaked it in there for a few weeks. Let the let the wood really soak up the bourbon, uh, be very authentic, and then uh, dumped the wood chips and the bourbon into uh, the barrel with the beer, into the, the uh, fermenter with the beer. Let that all kind of meld together and kind of soak up uh, some flavors for about a month. Then uh, pulled the wood chips out and let the rest of the beer age, bulk age, for about eight months. And, and that's a long time. And that's a, beer, a yeah. and that's a very long time. Yes. You're you're if you were just making a regular beer for for instance, I've had other beers that I have gone from uh, when I brewed it to when I was drinking it out of a bottle in about 10 days. It was really starting to get yeah. pretty good at about 14 days. And that's about as fast as you can possibly mm -hmm. do it. But just for frame of reference, you can do it a beer and have it drinkable in two weeks if you absolutely need to. So this is... If the need arises. <laughs> yeah, if the... If the need arises, you you could have a two-week turnaround if, if you need to, maybe even 10 days if you really, really had to push it for some reason. Uh, but this sat and aged over the, uh, the summer and the fall, and it kept uh, smoothing, and the, and the flavors kind of blend, and the, the edges kind of come off of the some of the 
the oak flavors and some of the bourbon flavors can have a little bit of an edge to them. And over time, it kind of comes like uh, a painter that's like learning how to paint really well. And they, they get these edges that are uh, beautiful and smooth instead of kind of uh, seeing brush strokes there. You're seeing a work of art. And so I took that then uh, about three weeks ago and I transferred it into a keg to add some carbonation to it because the natural carbonation is all gone after nine months. I uh, added some carbonation to it and let it uh, kind of come up to uh, full carbonation and it is right now um, doing doing very well. I mean, I guess I would I would oh ask you. Is it, it is unbelievable. It's uh, <laughs> I, I love a I love a good porter. Or a good stout, and this is oh my goodness gracious! Like it, I, I would pay serious money for 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 this beer, man. I it, I can't tell you how humbling it is. Like I feel like I'm super nerding out right now. Like I feel so when Jonathan like promised when Jonathan and David were like together and promising not to like I feel like that's the same kind of gift. Like Jonathan gave David his sword, and you gave me a pint of beer. Like I can't tell you how humbling it is. <laughs> It is It is certainly my pleasure. So much work and so much artistry went into this pint of beer. And I I, I usually don't take 45 minutes to drink a pint of beer. And this thing, I got milk yeah, in it because I don't same, want it to be over. Same. Yeah. It is, it is a great joy uh, for me, especially when it goes well. And I've, like I said, I've done about seven or eight uh, beers, I think. And I've had two of them that, to me were really uh, standout, exquisite mm-hmm. examples of their particular kinds of beer. And in that moment, when, when that's there, the other ones haven't been bad. Uh, there, there hasn't been one yet that, I, that people have drank and gone, oh, this is no good. Or even I have drank and gone, oh, this is terrible. But there have been two that have been really, really good. And when it goes just right, it's... Uh, it's a pretty special experience to see people take a drink and go, wow, that was really good. Mm -hmm. And know like, I know every step of the process that went into doing that. And I, I'm glad that people can, can get some enjoyment out of it. Why do you think that? uh, So like, obviously you just, is just fascinating. It's like the way you talk about it is incredible. It's like, listen to a, I mean, it's listen, like listening to a critic talk about art, man. So, like, what what's the draw? Like, why why you could have picked train sets, you could have picked anything in the world. Why did you pick beer? Well, beer tastes good, <laughs> and beer makes me smarter. <laughs> and I think it's probably I as like simple beer. as that. <laughs> not to uh, not to mention that uh, it's a really it's like. It's like a Lego set for grown-ups <laughs> in a way. Explain that. Well, yeah, because you can uh, – there's a, there's a certain like kind of uh, set of amounts of pieces. You, you, it's a simple process. There's, there's water, there's grain, there's uh, hops, and there's yeast, and, mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh, so there's four categories of things, and you can kind of play around with some different parts, and you can have different uh, amounts or different kinds of grain and different kinds of hops uh, and different kinds of yeast. Um, but you basically have like 
kind of some set materials, and you can play around with those. But in those four categories, the possibilities are pretty much limitless. And you can just build anything that you want. Uh, and so it's kind of fun uh, as a person that enjoys beer to be able to go, well, I like this beer that some company out there makes, but I wish that it was a little more of, you know, yeah. th this or that. Mm -hmm. I wish it had a little bit more citrus flavor or I wish it had a little bit more body to it. I wish it was a little heavier. Uh, that is something that is 100% within your control. And so all you have to do is play around with some ingredients, uh, mess around with your Legos, basically, and you can create it. And that's it's fun. It's rewarding. So this thing took eight months to make this one that we're drinking right now? Yeah. So here's what I think about right away is that – so this is the way my mind always works. That's why I got this podcast. But uh, the amount of patience it takes – to wait eight months for a beer to mature. Um, holy cow, that is a lot of discipline. I had to dip in. Uh, and so not all of it went for eight months. Typically, I brew a five-gallon batch, and I pulled off about a gallon uh, after that initial month of soaking because I was so amped up. And because at the time, it was like the third beer that I had ever made, uh, second or third beer that I had ever made, and so I was antsy. Plus, I was like wanting to try another beer, and yeah. I was like, I was ready to go. And so I took some of it and bottled it at the time, and it was good, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. That's kind of a theme right. in in some of the things that we're talking about tonight. Is that if I had just had a little bit of self-control i'd have another gallon of this that we have here and i oh and it would be so worth it yeah it it would be so worth it in fact i'm getting ready soon to brew another batch of this so that it'll be ready for christmas this coming year i want in on this i want in on this and that will go 100% untouched. I just want to watch the master at work. That's what I want to do. I am. I'm very excited for the second go around, knowing now what, what we're dealing with here. <laughs> That's cool. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U N G E M A C H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four and five star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one. <laughs>